You guys doing good? Is everybody all right? Yeah? Got a thumbs up back there behind Linda? <laughs> Sweet. Well, we are just going to enjoy the presence of God tonight, guys, guys and gals. Um, you know, I know you're probably hoping we'll have a lot of takeaway from the conference that we'll be sharing. We'll, we'll maybe cover a little bit, but we're not going to try to you know, rehash and teach stuff that we learned and heard. It was, I feel like the conference itself, I think that the title of the conference was Encounter. And really to, to sum it up, that was what it was all about. We encountered the presence of God and just got soaked, got refired up, got filled. And yeah, we did walk away. There's a little bit of a tinge on that, isn't there, Forrest? Thank you, my man. <laughs> I think it's the, the last one over. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously tonight we're going to participate in one large element of that conference. And Bill Johnson opened the conference and um, spoke pretty a lengthy word. A lot of it was just him sharing stories and things of what's gone on in his life since uh, Benny has passed away and um, how he's realized that he's addicted to people. That's what he said. He, COVID and everything, and then things starting to open up, he realizes, I'm addicted to people. <laughs> and he just, and that, if you ever got to see him or, or meet him um, briefly, because he usually stays out of the group attention, because they'll form a line really fast if he starts walking <laughs> around. But uh, he's just a real quiet guy until he gets up there in front of a stage, and my, or on a stage and preaches, of course. Anyway. We won't go into anything yet, but we'll, we'll just we'll step into some stuff in a little bit here. Step into some stuff. Hmm, that sounds interesting. So let's do some announcements. Let's do a couple of announcements. So Wednesday night, of course, everybody here knows we, what we do on Wednesday nights. But what we don't always know is the, the training stuff that we're going to do. And I really feel I, I was tempted to go a couple weeks in a row. I'm still going to pray about it. I want to hear God clearly whether or not we should have another week of just prayer worship and prayer, this, this curriculum right here, this training, establishing a culture of honor, the foundations of honor with Danny Silk, this is what we will take away from it. This is good stuff. What is honor? So if you guys were here last, last Sunday, you will remember that our triad for our church, the three uh, pillars that we want to build on is the presence of God, uh, the church's family, and, the, and honor building a culture of honor that the, that the family flows in. And so if you're not sure what, honor, what that means, it's not a one-way thing. We're not trying to teach people how to honor the leaders, and then you don't get any honor. No, this is about understanding how God honored you when Jesus went to the cross to take your sins and my sins upon himself. That was, that was a demonstration of God's honor. Honor is the currency of heaven. Honor flows between the, God, the Godhead. There is no competition between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each one has their own function, and they, they flow together in perfect unity eternally. And it, it is honor that flows between them, and it flows from them to us. So we'll learn about what is honor, cultivating a, an abundance mindset, confrontation. Ooh. How many of us want to know how to have confrontation in a good, godly way? In a way that doesn't cause injury and wounding and heartbreak and all of that. We've all gone through forms of that, I'm sure. All of us in this room at one point in time. So 
confrontation, why we need feedback, skills for success, results are resulting with strong people and strong connections. We want to empower everyone in this church and we want to establish a culture that is of honor where, where we are powerful people, where we are all flowing together powerfully in how God wired us and, and designed us. So empowering people around you, long-term relationships, you could call it covenant relationships, People that walk together in covenant know how to do life together. They know how to get through their, their differences. We know how to wrestle a little bit through things. And we still stay together. So many, so many churches, so many people, and I, I have to admit, I'm one of those. I've left a church before because I was not feeling in agreement anymore. Probably was a, a good thing that I didn't stay because if I'm not in agreement in a place and I stay somewhere, I'm just going to be like a thorn in their side. Sign language for the recording. But if I'm called to be someplace, then I need to know how to navigate disagreement, how to navigate frustrations that we're people. For God's sake, we're people. He put us together to flow together, and he gave us his spirit and his word so that we could flow together in a healthy, right way. doesn't mean that everything's always going to be all sweet and sweet and peaceful all the time either. If you all have had a family of your own or lived with siblings or whatever and parents, you'll know how houses run. Church is just a bigger picture of the house. Okay, long-term relationships, exporting honor. We don't want to just have it here, but we want to be an honorable people that know how to honor those in the public. And I've got some things to learn there. Building succession momentum. I have no idea what that is. I just took it off one of the chapter titles. And then laying the foundation of honor. So Danny Silk can say it better. Just put your, your listening ears on for a second here, if you would. Hello, and welcome to Foundations of Honor. For years, I've traveled around the world. I've been writing and teaching and speaking about honor. And I get lots of questions from people that have learned up to a point about honor, about uh, this teaching, and they kind of hit a wall, or they, they begin to find questions that they just don't really know how to respond to. Well, we are reaching into the vault of Loving on Purpose, and we are bringing out this series. It is the foundations of honor, but it's deliberately titled that because it helps you to step into some of the common questions, such as, uh, you know, honor says that people are supposed to be powerful. Most of the people I say who are powerful seem aggressive and disrespectful and controlling. What is a powerful person? Uh, we talk so much about freedom in a culture of honor, but what do you do with the people who seem unwilling or unable to manage themselves in their freedom and make a bunch of messes. How do we confront? How do we confront successfully? Confrontation seems to lead to broken relationships, power struggles, and a lot of painful disconnections. Does a culture of honor mean that there are no leaders, that this is just some kind of a flat structure and everybody is equally powerful all the time? How come honor so often turns into entitlement and you owe me something. I'm excited to share with you this resource that 
builds a foundation for you to stand on. This series is my interview with a bunch of my friends who have been applying these practices throughout an organization again and again, and you're gonna to get to hear from them, the experts. It's 10 sessions. It's great for you to learn as an individual, as well as for you to share with other groups. I think Foundations of Honor is gonna be a very helpful tool for you in your journey of learning how to apply a culture of honor in your environment. God bless. If you've never been exposed to Danny Silk's <clears throat> teaching, he's, he's a part of the Bethel leadership team, and he went with Jesus Culture, who is, was the youth group that became a music, in, a music producing faction of Bethel Church, kind of a youth-centered uh, music thing called Jesus Culture. And then they took Jesus Culture and they planted a church in Sacramento, California called Jesus Culture. So, and Danny went with them but he's still a part of the Bethel leadership team. And his, his, his teachings, his ministry, his gift, I'll just say this. We, we watched Danny's book called Keep Your, does it Keep Your Love On? Keep Your Love On and the, the DVD teachings of Sessions. We watched one couple that's very close to our hearts who will be one day future in-laws to Tammy and I. We watched their marriage get restored and an issue of mental illness being worked through and reconciled. There is an anointing on Danny Silk's gift. I mean, his gift is powerful and something was transferable because whatever was happening between us and that couple who was willing to take it one last time, one last, one last, just we'll, we'll, if, if it works, then we'll sit with you guys and do it because it was, it was almost ready to be gone. A family just wiped out, dispersed. So I won't go into any details other than that, because I gotta remember, I'm recording this. And that's right, I can always go back and edit. But I just wanna say, um, the book that we do have copies of, A Culture of Honor, um, if anyone's interested in reading, or if you can get the audio version or whatever, but A Culture of Honor is a really powerful um, gift and facet of what Bethel has, has taken from the Word of God and the gifting that God's given to men and created this tool to really help people in the church yeah. relationally. And it goes beyond the church. Yeah, I'm going to say if you believe that this is your home church, you need to be here for all of it because this is a huge thing for our church. This is one of the foundations of this church. And um, it's just going to benefit all of us. Yeah, it's going to strengthen us. It's going to strengthen. It will strengthen this house. I'm and really excited because there's a lot of stuff I need to learn and we need to learn. Yeah. And this is going to be, it's just, I feel like it's just going to be such a pivotal time in this church. So. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys good? Good to go? Are you good to worship? Are you ready? I think we've already gone for 15 minutes now, so, <laughs> so we are going to, I'm going to, I hope it doesn't start worship, I'm going to tap that screen one time. Okay, so we're good. So what, I'm going to read a scripture, we're not going to do a declaration tonight, I had one and then I thought, that just doesn't seem right. So that one, that one uh, pat passage of, uh, in uh, Galatians, 
I think it was Galatians. I always thought it was Colossians. But about how everywhere we go, we, we spread the fragrance of Christ. And when it got to the part about we release the fragrance of death to those who are perishing, I thought, I don't want to open up the meeting with that. So you can read it on your own. But, but, but in, a nutshell, in a nutshell, you and I, we carry the fragrance of Jesus. Uh, I like it how, how Todd, Todd White says to large groups of people, he, he tells them that, that scripture, and then he says, turn to your neighbor and say, you are an air freshener. So why don't you go ahead and do that now? Just turn to someone and say, you're an air freshener. Tammy, you're an air freshener. You're an air freshener. <laughs> Isabel, you are an air freshener. You, Dad, you're an air freshener. You know, we carry the presence of Jesus, and, and he releases out of us a fragrance. It's the fragrance of heaven. And it's true. To some, it is, it's like death because they don't know God, they, they, but they know when they get into that atmosphere of the presence of God, conviction comes upon them, and, and they just want to run and hide because they know something's wrong inside of them. So... Anyway, but I found a better scripture to open up with. So why don't we stand up, and I'm just going to read a couple little sections of it, and then we're going to worship. So here we go. This is 1 Peter chapter 2. We've read this before, and you guys were praying this tonight before we started. So keep coming to him. Keep coming to him. Yes, this is a, a paper version of the Passion Translation. Okay, I just wanted to throw that in. Okay, let me go back here. So I used to use my phone all the time, but this is sweet. <laughs> okay, so keep coming to him who is the living stone. That's not a question, by the way. We need to keep coming to him who is the living stone. That's our King Jesus. Keep on coming to him over and over, day after day, moment by moment. Though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight, come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now, you serve as holy priests. You serve as holy priests. We are a priesthood tonight. We've come together. Everyone in this room is a believer. We're all Christians. You are a priest of God Most High. And we've, we've assembled together in his sanctuary to worship him and minister to him. We're his holy priests. We serve as holy priests offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. Let me skip ahead here. You are God's chosen treasure. Just put your hand on your heart for a second. Just say that I am God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. Just say I'm a priest who's a king. A spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And right now, he claims you as his very own. You belong to him. You are his chosen treasure. He chose you. You belong to him. He's jealous for your heart. He did this so that you and I would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. Right now you are his people. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. 
Okay, so I read that scripture. Normally I would just start praying, but Tammy wanted me to mention that um, we were just thinking during worship. Uh, we didn't want to scare anybody, but we felt like um, at one point Tammy and I might just want to walk around and just lay a hand on you and just and impart some, some of the grace of God that we feel like we received. We just want what we got to take home, what we brought home in our suit, human suitcase. We want to pop that suitcase open. And we want to just dump it on everyone here. Don't laugh and choke on your drink back there, Isabel. <laughs> Cats are demon suitcases, but, but you, <laughs> but you, you are a container of God's glory. <laughs> All right, so let's pray. Jesus, Jesus, we want to be drenched in your mercy tonight. We want to just be drenched in your presence, Lord. We come into your temple. We come in, well, I guess we are your temple. So as your temple, we come into your presence tonight as living stones stacked together, built together to minister to you. So, Lord, we just want to honor you tonight. We want to glorify your name. Jesus, we want to establish your throne, your kingdom rule, your throne in this place. And, God, we just bless your name. We worship you. We even now, God, we just lift up our hands in your temple, in your sanctuary. We lift up our hands and we bless the name above all names. We bless the name of Jesus. So let's just give him praise, guys. Just speak in tongues, worship in tongues. Just glorify him. If you want to clap your hands, go ahead and do that too. Yes, Lord. Ooh, we praise you. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you in this place. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you with all of our strength. Every ounce we have, every ounce we have, we give to you. Holy is your name. Worthy is your name. Holy Father, we give you praise, Lord. You are worthy. Holy God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. We are your domain. Oh, we are your domain. We are your temple. Come
Yes, Lord. Let your incense rise to the King. Incense arise to you, Lord, all that we are for you, Lord. When Solomon built the temple. The inner room was inlaid with gold. We are his holy temple. A pure gold where he resides. just see a picture of our Father God sitting on the throne and tipping over a, a huge, huge bucket of just His Holy Spirit, His holy anointing on us. Just drenching us in His love. Let's get carried away. 
Let's get carried away in his love. Yes, Lord. We get carried away in you. We go wherever you go. We flow wherever you flow. so much of his anointing right now you can swim in it you can dive in it you can doggy paddle you can wade in it you can splash it you can sploosh it completely inside and out. Just take a deep breath in and breathe in that anointing and love he has for us.
just keep diving and diving and diving and diving and diving, guys. How deep is his love? <laughs> How deep is it, guys? Thing. This is something that, that came from 
from the house that we feel we are connected to as a church. They came from our stream, from Bethel. And it's not just a Bethel thing. This is something powerful that God has been releasing into the church regarding communion. So we're going to get to it, but I, I want to make some room, and I'm going to just ask you guys if any, if this is a small group, so I can just say anyone. If anyone here tonight has something that, I'm not asking for testimonies, I'm not asking for things earlier in the week, I'm asking for something specifically tonight that God was showing you in worship, he was releasing a picture, awesome, I'm glad, one person so far. Um, what I'd like to do is keep it just, uh, not shorter than it's supposed to be, but just keep it concise. Don't over-expound on it. Just, just deliver what God showed you. And um, if there was no interpretation that came with it, then, then we'll just receive it as it is, and we'll allow God to just speak to us individually, if that's okay. So if, if that's uh, you, um, go ahead and, and come on up, and we'll, Tammy will give you that microphone because I can't unclip. Well, I could, but I'm not going to unclip this one. It's going to mess it up. I'm so excited I got a word. <laughs> I just felt like the Lord was saying when we were worshiping that we are his love letter to the world and our, his love letter to each other. That's Bam. Awesome. To the point. Good job. <laughs> I receive it for myself. How about you guys? So I, first thing, first song, I heard the word shift. So the meeting that you guys went to, what the Lord is imparting here, there's a shift taking place. We are going to that next level. And I saw we're ascending the hill of the Lord. And the anointing that the Lord is continuing to release, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. That's the anointing when you carry it just falls off when, you're, when you walk in. You're walking in the full authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's just, when you guys imparted that on all of us, just take that in, that oil of anointing that the Lord wants us to carry and to steward. So there's an unlocking, there's a shift, that key has been turned, just keep going. We're ascending the hill of the Lord. Awesome, good, we receive it. Shift happens. <laughs> We said years ago that's going to be our shirt, our T-shirt. It's going to say "Shift Happens." And people are going to be like looking at it twice. And it's going to be a, a time to witness. I just want to say that at least what I'm, I felt for everyone here and for me especially, that if I was the only person, if every one of you here were the only person on this earth, he would have come for you. He would have done what he did. And nothing would have stopped him. And we can't stop him from loving us. We can't. That's awesome. Good word. Don't hesitate if you got something. Because when we're done, we're done. You can still share it, but not everyone's going to hear it. And we'll be on the recording, so it's important. Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> But if you, if you need to hold, it's, and it's good. I know you guys all see and sense things, even if it's like the peace of God tonight or whatever it is, maybe just a color or whatever came into your spirit. Um, it's okay to, to just hold on to it. I'm not asking you to, you know, force something. So I just want to, I want to make give lots of opportunity. Yeah, 
even you boys back there, if you felt like God was doing something in the room tonight, you can come you know, whisper to mom so you don't have to use the microphone and get uncomfortable. Well, I'm going to take that as everyone's... Are you playing or are you serious? Okay, come on. Come on. Actually, it was just, I was getting the song, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. (laughs) Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart today. (laughs) You guys should be clapping right now. Come on. She She just took a major step of bravery to sing that in front of you guys. That was good. I can't remember the guy's name. He's a bishop something, and he's from Europe, and he was at Bethel once, and he started singing that, and he was going, where? Where? <laughs> it was really funny. Was, I'll never forget it. We're going to take communion in a minute. Um, I just feel like, so I'm not going to go deep into what happened over basically seven sessions go deep, but I'm just going to give you guys a, a quick snapshot of what took place. So Wednesday evening when it began, uh, Bill Johnson spoke and he delivered a message on communion. And before Benny died, I don't know if you guys know this, she, she wrote this book on the power of communion. Um, I got an awesome copy of it too. For, the, for us, for the church. This is going to stay here in this place. Nice leather-bound copy, which includes the journal, the journey and journal that you could take for 40 days. I don't know how many days. She wrote this book on the power of communion, and there's testimonies in this recording of people who have been supernaturally healed by the power of God through taking of communion, going way back centuries, centuries. You know, hundreds of years, centuries, yeah. And uh, so Bill got a phone call from Lou Engel. I don't know if you guys know who Lou, Lou Engel, Lou Engel, Engel. It's Lou Engel. Um, Lou Engel gave him a, a phone call because God was speaking to him. And we're gonna, you're going to hear that in just a minute, what that word is. He released a word at IHOP which is, for those who don't know, not everyone knows, IHOP is International House of Prayer in Kansas City, um, led by Mike Bickle. And Lou Engel delivered the word there, but it it was connected to Bethel and Bill and Benny. And Lou Engel asked Bill if he could come and meet the two of them, meet with the two of them. He said, just for one hour. And Bill told him, Benny's pretty sick. Let's, Let's try for 20 minutes. And so he flew over there to Reading and he met with them and he shared with them what God was speaking to him regarding revival coming with an emphasis on communion. And he asked Bill and Benny to lay hands on him and impart what they carry regarding communion. So powerful. So the word that you're gonna hear is really powerful. But that's, that's, that was the first evening. The first evening was Bill. That's the only time he shared, but he did come in at one other point. Second, first session, 
Thursday morning, it was Paul Manwaring. Some of you now know who he is, our favorite Brit. Um, and it basically was a message on stewarding your encounters. And he went through scripture after scripture after scripture of how Paul preached into the churches and wrote most of the New Testament that we read and the things that he was addressing in the church came from his encounter with God. The encounter on the road to Damascus when he got knocked off of his horse and experienced things in the, in the supernatural presence of God that he had never experienced before. So much of what he ministered as he went from place to place in the churches came from revelation that came through encounter with God. And we are encouraged to take hold of the encounters that God has for you, that he has brought you in, that he's revealed things to you, and press into that. Find out how to steward that. How, how does God want to release what he showed you in the encounter into your life and into your your sphere of influence. Um, that, so that was in the morning. And I don't remember what happened in the afternoon. Oh, okay, a leader's breakout thing. So they did, they did breakouts, regional breakouts. So we got to meet with the whole Pacific uh, West Coast, Canada on down. And uh, that was interesting. It was fun, but it was interesting too. Had some activities for us to do. They broke us up into groups, and they said, okay, in your group, create a machine out of all of you. Like, okay. So we did the train. That was good tonight. You know, the hoo-hoo. Um, so Thursday evening, so that was Wednesday night, Bill. Um, Thursday morning, Paul Manwaring. Thursday evening was Banning Liebscher. Banning Liebscher, he is the guy who was the youth minister at Bethel for years, formed Jesus Culture. I already said this earlier, I think. And then planted Jesus Culture Church in Sacramento. He's still a son of that house. He's still a part of, of the Bethel team. Really, I've never heard him preach before, not like this at least. I've heard snippets. Um, his message was so powerful, and it basically is God wins. God wins. In the end, what we're seeing right now, God wins because we've, we've seen this story take place. We've seen this, and he used uh, WWE, the wrestling, as an example, it's the same story every time. Your champion that you went to go see, he gets knocked all the way down and he's just barely hanging on. And then the enemy is walking around, flaunting himself, flaunting his victory. And then your hero starts to twitch. Twitch. And then he's like, and everyone starts to get excited. The bad guy didn't realize he's twitching. He's getting ready to come back. And then he gets up, he stands up, and all of his people are cheering. And then he knocks the enemy out. That is what is going to happen. And in the scripture, I wish I remembered because I thought they were going to have all the sessions online, which I hope they will eventually because I didn't take any notes. We took no notes. I just want to absorb. I don't want to be distracted and write type stuff up. But the scripture was how we can lean into the counsel of the world. The world has counselors and those with insight, but the Lord's counsel triumphs over it. So... The challenge was, what narrative are you feeding yourself on? Are we feeding on what we're seeing in the news stream? Or are we feeding on the, the counsel of God? He is, he wins. In the end, he wins. It was a super good message. I'm hoping that they'll post it. And if you want to jump in at any time, just pause me here. Um, so Friday morning, we had worship, and we had the, the they call it the, 
Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry um, year three students. So people can go for year one and then year two, and then the third year they can become interns. Well, this woman from South Africa named Haley Braun, um, she oversees the third year students. And her message was so powerful. Some things have been breaking out at Bethel that Bill says he hasn't seen in a long time, like people getting electrocuted. And it's not just going away after one day. There's one, you know, I mean, we saw a couple of them here and there. People were walking them. And yeah, they had to be helped around. Shaking. <laughs> and then they look at you and they're like, kind of embarrassed, but they're used to it. I mean, we're talking, I think one of them was up to 80 some hours of just 86 hours. shaking. Yeah. So she, she preached on, the, she had a message, but God said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and he said, I want you to talk about me. So she talked about Holy Spirit and how we need him. <laughs> that was Thursday or Friday? Was that Thursday? Man, Friday? that was Friday morning. Oh, we just cried all day Friday. Yeah. We need the Morning we to need evening, back at the hotel, we just cried <laughs> the entire time. Not that much. Not the entire time. Felt like it. But it did feel like it. So that, it was really powerful. And then the afternoon session on Friday was called Encounter Room. No preaching, but Bill had said the first night, I want to take everyone through communion. I want to walk everyone through communion. So Encounter Room was basically over a couple hours of just worship and people praying for each other and Bill beginning it by taking us through communion. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into the depths of that, but it was it was really good. And then Chris Ballatin preached the final session. And we're not going to talk about all the things he talked about, but he basically revealed all of the, the, the ashes that he had been carrying through all kinds of different situations. He shared it all. Um, some of it you would imagine, you know, like COVID and how it affected things, but there's way more that affected him and uh, God spoke to him really profoundly when he came to a point where um, he wanted to just retire. He actually considered retiring, believe it or not. I mean, our Chris Ballatin, the, the, the leader of the BSSM, the prophet to the house of Bethel Church and to many people in the nation, he was gonna retire. But God said, give me your ashes. Give me your ashes. And then he revealed to him that the ministry is not his ministry. Your ministry is not yours to decide when you want to retire from it. He gave you a ministry, and you are to steward that ministry until he says it's time you can put it down. That was... So I know you all want to know a little bit about what happened. So that was basically the seven sessions oh crap oops now i'm gonna have to edit that I don't. <laughs> no i don't because bill or chris said some things that tammy's always you know like hushed me and scolded oh me my later gosh. for things i've said <laughs> like i wanted to say thank you you just gave my husband way too much permission <laughs> it's chris's fault <laughs> he had everyone laughing and crying so anyway We'll tell you those stories maybe another time, but we, we really want to, for the sake of time, we want to just keep moving forward tonight. We're going to do communion together, and what I'd like to do, I'm going to play that video by Lou Engel, and then we're going to have everyone come up and grab your communion elements, 
Um, we did do something a little different tonight. We have two options for your the blood of Jesus. You can do grape juice or you can do wine. We have Manischewitz, you know, the Jewish, the kosher wine. Um, half of us, maybe not half, some of us in this room grew up traditional. I grew up Lutheran. Barbara grew up Catholic. Some of you may be in a church that was more um, that of that strain. You know, we even with Mars Hill, we used the option of wine or grape juice. So we wanted to do that. Um, it's up to you. You choose which one. We have wine on the left side when you come up, and, and it's marked, and grape juice on the other side. Um, I think we're probably going to eventually, if we go with this and, and do this for a season at least, um, every week we're, we're thinking we want to not take a ton of time to do communion, but to, to participate together and encourage each other to do communion um, throughout your week if you can. So we might get the little um, cup and wafer in one, you know, like peel the plastic off the top. You know, some, I know you guys probably have those. We've had them in the past and used to keep them handy in the meetings because I, when we did Sunday mornings, I would always take communion and I would go in the back of the room and just hold the, the, the bread and the cup before the Lord over the meeting just ask the Lord to release what he paid for over our gatherings. So with all that said, there's a little computer here. You guys, you guys good? Everybody doing good? All right. So do you want to, should we go back there and listen yeah, to Luke? It's not a lengthy word, but here, here he goes. The volume should be good. It was 12 years ago, I was in Redding, California in a movement called Bethel. And I was with Bill Johnson in Bethel and I had a dream. And in this dream, I asked Bill Johnson, where can you catch fish along the Sacramento River? It's the river of the sacrament. It's the revival of the sacrament. And he said, you can catch fish where the river turns red. I run down the river, it turns red. And everywhere along the banks where people, where the river turned red, fishermen were hauling in the fish where the river turns red. I believe we're coming into the days where the blood and body of Jesus Christ will be the centerpiece of all that we do. There will be the preaching of the blood. Have you noticed all day long we'll be singing on the blood? What's going on? I am telling you, we're on the verge of a great communion revival. I am encouraging as Michael will begin to lead us in communion as we come up here. But I actually believe the days are coming. We will be taking communion every day. Listen to me. When Jesus said to his disciples, I have eagerly desired to take this Passover with you. desired to give you my body and my blood today I hear him saying I have eagerly desired to be with Gen Z to give my body and blood today why does he say to his disciples as often as you do this you proclaim my blood could it be that it is a whisper of a lover who 
said, I want you to do it with me all the time. Because in the taking of communion, my body and blood, you receive my presence. You receive my power. You receive mental healing in your mind. You receive healing in your body. Can you hear him tonight? For Gen Z is our only hope. The blood and body of Jesus. One more thought. Hang with me. If 18 years of pleading the blood over the Supreme Court has ended Roe, then I dare to believe there's no safe place for the devil. What if you start taking communion daily with your friends in your schools and start pleading the blood of Jesus over your school? There are strongholds but they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word, the hyssop of their testimony. We are in the days of a great communion revival. Oh, lift your hands right now. Father, I call, would you just, just all in one voice, this very moment, would you cry to God with a loud voice? Lord, release the great communion revival. Lord, release the great communion revival. Lord, release over Gen Z, over every gen. God, the blood, the blood, the blood. Over every state, the blood. Loose the great communion revival. Wow. I didn't have time to edit that, to fade it sweetly, but whew. That was just in September that he released that word. So we're going to take communion together, guys. I'm just going to put this down. Actually, no, I can't. I need it. And I'm going to use Benny's book to walk us through. So it's going to be a little bit extended, but not super extended. It's actually pretty, pretty concise. So let's just, why don't you guys just extend your hands towards the table of the Lord right now. Lord, we just ask that you would release the first fruits of that communion revival as we participate this evening in the broken body and the poured out blood of our King, of Jesus, our Messiah. Jesus, we worship you tonight and we bless this table. We bless it in your name and we just trust God and that you would infuse this meal by your spirit, infuse this common, these common elements with life and grace and power tonight in Jesus' name. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and just step aside. If you want to just come on up, grab your choice and take it to your seat with you. Don't be shy. Everybody at once. <laughs> this is going to be the, the the grand finale of our evening tonight. I don't have a preach up my sleeve. Maybe. Just Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
parents gave you permission to do wine, you can have it. Alicorn kids have permission.
for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. Just repeat it after me. Bill had us do this. Hold the bread before the Lord now. And just say this together. By your stripes, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. One more time. By your stripes, I am healed. We are healed. This is a prophetic depiction of all that Jesus would accomplish. Peace, well-being, and healing. You are healed. I'm going to declare this over you. Your body, your soul, and your spirit will be well in the name of Jesus. You will walk in well-being. He died for you. He died for me. Jesus, come. Thank you for your broken body. Right here, there are people who need your healing presence. Jesus, I declare healing into you by the, excuse me, your healing presence, Jesus. I declare this healing into you by the power of Jesus, that you would walk in total well-being. Thank you, Jesus, that you are no respecter of persons. Everyone can come to the table. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here. Let's go ahead and take the bread together. This one's tasted a little better than the other ones. Probably because the others were expired a year ago. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's let's read this aloud together, guys. taken the cup and given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant excuse me of the new and better covenant which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many as a substitutionary atonement for the forgiveness of sins Take the cup in your hands. This cup represents the blood of Jesus, our salvation. Jesus' blood changed everything for every one of us forever. Forever. When that stone was rolled away, he rose in victory. We get to participate in that victory and live forever under the new covenant. You and I are able to go boldly before the throne of heaven. We have a savior who intercedes on our behalf. You will never be alone. You will never be found unworthy of his love. Wow. By his blood, we have been saved. We are saved, healed, and delivered. Bill and Benny sometimes would take this cup and begin to name each one of their family members right now at this point. So let's just take a moment and begin naming the family members in your household. 
cover each one of them in the blood of Jesus. You can do the same with your nation or whatever is sitting in your heart right now. Jesus sets me free. One more time, guys. The blood of Jesus sets me free. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Doesn't taste like wine. It tastes like, yeah, Tam said port. For the sophisticated tongue. Jesus is so worthy of our worship. He's so worthy of our praise. I know we went an hour. Can you believe it? A whole hour. Kids go an hour and 20 when they're together, but we go an hour. We get a little tired. Sometimes worship's not for the faint of heart. But God, we worship you. Let's just lift up our worship. Jesus, we love you. We love you, God. We worship you, Lord. God, we love what you've done for us. You paid the price. You set us free. God, your promise is for us and our whole household. One lamb was sacrificed for every house. God, we just declare today, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We, we will serve you, God. We will love you. We will worship you. And we will extend your grace and your mercy and love towards our family members, towards our coworkers, towards our neighbors, towards the people in this city, the homeless, the broken, the drug addict. Oh, Lord, teach us, Lord, to behold your face over and over, day by day, feasting on your word, feasting on your presence that we would be transformed into your likeness, into your image, that we could be the extension of the love of God into our, our community, into every aspect of our city and of our lives. Let your dominion come, as David said tonight. We make room for your domain. 
guess that means we're dominionists. So Lord, we just say, let the kingdom of God come. Let your dominion come and rule and reign in me, in us, and in our families, and in our city, in our nation, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. We're going to just say right now we're officially done. Put some music on. to go. We just say blessings on you this week. Maybe we'll see you Wednesday.